versus MRE in polyamory, leaving a collar and comic books. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We want to thank our latest patron supporters, Harley Q and Rainy. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. Indeed. So, and Rainy is not a new supporter, but Rainy upped their support. So their monthly amount. Yes. And they, we actually saw them in person at Kinky College over the weekend. And they let us know that they had such a great time in our classes that that's what they wanted to do. So, woohoo. Indeed. <laughs> so Dawn, over the weekend, we got... Wait. Oh, hi, Don. Hi. <laughs> oh, weekend, this just got, went past, we were at the Kinky College, and we had a fantastic time, and we taught about four classes, mm-hmm. and got to hang out with a bunch of people, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but one of the classes, the last class we taught was NRE versus MRE, which is this new relationship energy versus mature relationship energy. Right, that class was packed and i'm going to tell you for a sunday afternoon those classes aren't always well attended Mm -hmm. because people are packing up and they're getting ready to hit the road and you know things like that but no that room was packed and a lot of people saying that they wanted to hear about this because a lot are coming into polyamory in the kink world a lot of people come into polyamory with mature relationships already established. Mm-hmm. So then new relationship energy happens and it kind of headbutts with the mature relationship energy. They're not exactly sure how to cultivate their current relationship while experiencing the new relationship energy. So that's what uh, we ended up talking about and discussing because over 24 years, we've definitely got a mature relationship. And certainly we want to make sure that we're clear that mature relationship doesn't mean old people relationships, no. not mature. And, you know, even though we've been together for 24 years, it doesn't have to be 20 any years. Mm-mm. It could be three or four years. It could be any, that that time that the glow of, new relationship energy has faded and you've begun to go into where you've already know the person. And sometimes we accidentally fall into kind of a maintenance mode where we already know the other person well enough and we've been together long enough that we don't put great significance to going out on dates, for example. Right. We forget to date. Mm-hmm. So once we fall into that, you know, into that relationship and it becomes pretty stable and, you know, we've got a pattern built around it, we forget to date. We forget to do the new stuff. And sometimes it doesn't feel so important and like it's needed until a new relationship comes in. And mm-hmm. then all that's happening is dating. And it's like, hey, what about me? What about us? What right. are we doing? That's fun. I don't want to just pay the bills and talk about the kids and the dog and the jobs and the the everything with you. We used to have this fun time as well. Can't we cultivate it again? Yep. And one of the things that you mentioned that I think is really important that this class really focuses on is cultivating that mature relationship energy Mm -hmm. so that it is a thing, so that it's not so different from your new relationship energy, so that it does actually continue to empower the relationship 
And keeping, I guess, keeping both the new relationship and the mature relationship in some kind of a balance. Yeah. So, I mean, because I can absolutely remember, you are very much about new relationship energy. You love it. You dig it. You, you, you like new adventure, new people, new experiences, and all those things. So when you start a new relationship, you dive right into that right? And then I'm standing back here, or at least this is the way it used to be. And then I'm standing back here feeling like I've been forgotten. I'm the old hat. You're going to leave me, you know, and then all that, that stuff kind of pops into your head about, you know, uh oh, things are getting ready to change. Mm -hmm. And they are, but it feels like in a bad way. So you really have to look at the other relationships that you have around you and cultivate those as well we had a really great time in that class and we went over some ways to do that a lot of it had to do with making sure you have dates on the calendar with all your partners mm -hmm. making sure that communication is happening coming from a place of assistance when our partners have hiccups because we're doing fun things with other partners yeah part of it is that our mature relationship our existing relationship can't be placed in a spot where they are fighting against the wave of new relationship, right? Mm. Because that's just going to create the person who has the new relationship. It's going to cause them to feel like that it is a fight, to feel like, I would say in my own case, like something, you're trying to take away my new puppy or my candy bar, <laughs> right? And you're telling me, come home because you have to do responsibilities, right? And well, a lot of what this class is to make sure you don't fall into that role. I really like one of the, the explanations that helps to visualize the difference is when we think about our new relationship and we look at the future, it's all bright and shiny and there's possibilities. There's and things to discover. You, absolutely. There's adventure and things to discover, not only about yourself and about where might this go. Now, after a little while, you might start to get that can have it's a, a negative effect because, holy shit, where are we going? <laughs> but there's this aspect of where you look at the future with this new relationship and it's all bright and sparkly and shiny. And what happens with your existing relationship is what that new relationship does for them is it puts that future in doubt, right? Because one of the things that happens with a mature relationship is you got it all figured out, right? You don't really know where the future's going, but you're pretty comfortable, you're secure. You have a lot of trust that, you know, we're gonna wake up tomorrow next to each other, and then the day after that, we'll wake up to each other, and then the day after that, <laughs> right? And there's nothing wrong with this, and people take it as a negative, but you're kind of coasting along. Yeah. And you may still be growing, right? But you know everything's gonna just Go along we kind of have a pattern mm -hmm. and we know each other's likes and dislikes and Dan always responds this way or Dawn always responds this way or any of your other mature relationships or my other mature relationship. We know or we think we know people are going to respond certain ways and then we forget that growth is happening, not at the speed as the new relationship. I mean, the new relationship is, is like all new and everything's a discovery, like you said, whereas the mature relationship relationship, things kind of happen at their own pace now that you've come out of that new relationship energy, mm -hmm. right? And it could, 
I mean, I know for me, sometimes I miss that new relationship energy with you. And when we make to make a point to go out on a date or go on a cruise or do these things and pay attention to each other, I actually still get that little tingly hmm. NRE feeling, that yummy feeling. And that helps our relationship continue to move forward and continue to grow, right? We have to nurture that. If I started, let's say I started a new relationship right now and experienced NRE, mm -hmm. I have to remember that I have other relationships that I'm also going to have to remember to look back and cultivate. Right. So, and that's the big thing. And I think that's where people in the existing relationships kind of feel like they're left behind. Mm. And that's why they get scared of new relationships coming in with their other partners. I mean, I'm not really scared of new, well, am I scared of new relationship energy coming in? A little bit, because I don't experience it much. So if it happens to me, I may do some stupid things. You may have to poke me and go, Dawn, I'm still here. Dawn, I'm still right. here. Let's cultivate our relationship as well and make sure we keep that healthy and growing. Right. The, the fun part is that... I want to have this space of being able to be happy and compersive mm -hmm. for you in your new relationship. And you want to, of course, be happy in that. But we also have to say, hey, we got to step back. We got to build some tools and some, like you said, the calendar and some communication tools to make sure that we're feeding both relationships. Exactly. So otherwise, I'm going to fall into a what about me routine. Mm -hmm. And if I fall into that, oh, now we have more communication, more discussion, more, <laughs> more things. I would like for it to be as smooth as possible, which definitely has not been the case in our past as we have tried to figure this stuff out. So let's knock out four tools related to Ooh. mature relationship energy versus new relationship energy. And I'll be nice and I'll go first. Okay. The first one that I'll mention is the first one we mentioned when we taught the class was for the individuals to develop their why. Mm. And this is actually number one tool in the polyamory toolkit as well. And the reason for that, it's super valuable to understand for yourself, not with your partner, not with your partners, but for yourself, why am I doing this polyamory thing? Because let's face it, polyamory is not easy. It forces you to look at, you know, jealousy. It pretty much forces you to look at anything that you want to hide from yourself. <laughs> so understanding why we're doing polyamory is really beneficial when the ocean of new relationship energy comes along and goes, you know, wants to, to, to knock you off your surfboard, so to speak. Or when your mature relationship has to look at, you know, their partner on the new relationship roller coaster and say, wow, why do we even do this kind of crazy stuff? Why am I sticking around for your craziness? Mm -hmm. Yeah, developing the why is great. And you said something there um, forces you to look at things that you may want to hide from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in polyamory, that's exponentially. Not only once. You probably have to look at it again and again. Right. But uh, the tool that I'm going to mention is the whole, God, we actually didn't discuss so many tools that we could mm -hmm. have, could have during that class. But the one I'm going to mention is to come from a place of assistance. 
And that works in both realms, right? Mm -hmm. As the person that's experiencing the NRE, they could be hopping and skipping and jumping and need assistance to come back down so they can deal with real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a place of assistance. And then the mature relationship energy, a lot of times the reason we discuss this is because there is jealousy involved. There is a what about me component involved. So if they express that, the one in the existing relationship, the partner expresses that for the partner going through the NRE to take that pause, take that breath and say, ooh, how can I help you in this situation? Mm-hmm. So I really think that's important. I really enjoy the teamwork that can be involved in polyamory. Totally agree. The other one that I'll mention, and like you said, we have dozens of tools that would be effective and useful here. But the other one that I'm going to mention is to be comfortable practicing I don't know. And what we mean by that is one of the things that we're going to try to do as a mature, as the previous, as the the current partner, seeing these new partners come in is we're going to say, hey, what is what is going on here? Who is this person and what role do they play in your life? And are they just a play partner or are they a fuck buddy or are they somebody that you're going to want to go on vacations with? And. Sometimes the answer is, I don't know. And when we can be comfortable with that, and it's really hard, right? Because we want to put people in the box because we think that's safe. If we completely understand, oh, this new person is a play partner that you're going to see once every other week. And you're going to have two-hour sessions with them. And the sessions will always include flogging, but never include sex. Great. I can deal with that. I've put it in a box. And we think that makes us feel comfortable and safe. But the problem is that lots of times these relationships grow and they mutate and they change. And it may be that, oh, hey, by the way, we've started to have sex as part of our two-hour sessions as well. Or Or feelings happen. Absolutely, right. Needs change for people. Wants change. So it's important if you can practice this. I don't know. I can tell you what it looks like right now. I could tell you what I think it might become, but I don't know what it is. And if we can be comfortable with that, we'll save ourselves a lot of fear when things do start to shift. Because then we're going to want to cling, here's how things were and they've shifted. Something is broken. Something's broken? What broke? When things shift. We think something is broken. Oh, right. No, that is true because I'm the one that puts the person in the box. Mm-hmm. And then when things shift, it feels broken. So, um, yeah, like, like something happened that wasn't supposed to. So I actually appreciate that you can say now, I don't know, instead of trying to protect my feelings mm-hmm. by putting it in a little box instead of a potentially big box. Right. And then the other tool I'm going to come up with is uncomfortable versus wrong. So there's a lot of times that those of us in the existing relationship, the mature relationship, start to feel uncomfortable when our partners start dating new people. And we have to realize that that uncomfortableness is okay. Just know it for what it is. It's not that our partner is doing something wrong even though that uncomfortable feeling 
can feel like the wrong feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're doing something wrong. But if you look at your agreements, if you have them, and most of us have some sort of, of, of agreements, even if it's just how we communicate around new relationships. And if those agreements are being followed and nothing's being done wrong, but that feeling is still there, that means you're feeling uncomfortable and you get to work on you. So you need more work, <laughs> but uncomfortable versus wrong. And like we said, we shared these plus a couple of more in the workshop. And these are all in our book, The Polyamory Toolkit. And yeah, all of those helped us out, which is why we put them in the book, which is why we put them in the workshop. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and like you said, that, that class was super well attended. <laughs> we should do a Zoom class uh, so that people can hear about these that weren't able to make it to KK. Absolutely. But if we did have a Zoom class, how would I even know to sign up for it? Well, you can keep up with all of our events and the newest ones getting ready to come out. I'm creating November events right now. So keep up with all of our events. Your EA shout out like Natalie in Illinois. Jen Kitty from Wisconsin. Tempest Oxley in Missouri. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Awesome. Awesome. So... I threw a meme out there. I don't know if it's a meme, if it's a graphic, whatever you want to call it. But I'm out on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. I think we still twit as well. And I asked people what their favorite erotic comic book is. I love erotic comic books. Mm -hmm. And my favorite one is A Beauty and the Beast. And Johnny Jackhammer found me a copy of that. I, I kept that when we moved into the RV. That is one of my keepers. And Johnny Jackhammer spoke up again that his latest favorite, and I really need to look this up, is called Don't Avert Your Eyes from Black Mask Publishing. It's described as erotica about a, an occult ritual that takes place at an eyes wide shut style party. Fantastic and very explicit art. So hmm. I need to go check that out i just made a note on our list of movies to watch we've never watched eyes wide shut have we i think i have isn't that tom cruise there it is a tom cruise and i think a nicole kidman perhaps i think when we ask people about power exchange bdsm pops up so i think there's like nine and a half weeks and eyes wide shut and i always talk about dangerous touch and mm -hmm. so these are like r-rated movies but have that kind of theme to it so i think i've seen it but it could be i went on youtube and just looked looked at the spot that they were talking about. Don't know that I've seen the whole movie. <laughs> if you want to know about more kinky movies and TV shows, scroll back in about 10 podcast episodes ago. We talked to T-Rex and Tracy about that, who mm -hmm. we just saw at KK. Absolutely. And a lot of their friends. So who else did we see at KK? Oh, everybody. We saw Tenacious Fucker and St. Louis Little Bit. And we saw Mouse and her partner, and that we got to thank them personally for the uh, charcuterie picture. Awesome. We got to see Doc Bubbles and Kit Kat. Yeah, we had a nice meal with them. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned earlier, we got to see Rainy, who is one of our patrons here on the podcast. Indeed. And Chris and Todd and Master Cecil and Darcy from the Woodshed. Woo -woo. Got to spend time with them. Yep. And our, our buddies Poppy and <laughs> I Dom Poppy. Indeed. So who are, they've been patrons for a very long time. We got to see them on our first year 
RVing oh, yeah. when we were down in their area. We did dinner with them as well. And we saw a lot of other people that we didn't take the time to say, hey, do you mind if we mention your name on the podcast? Exactly. So but... pardon us for not mentioning you now, but we would have asked permission. The funny thing about it was, so events over, we go to O'Hare International Airport. We're flying to Dallas for our connections, get back to our house on wheels. And comes to happen that we always sit in the very back of the plane. It's just easiest. <laughs> also, in the back of the plane sitting with us was two of the presenters at Kinky College, which was the coolest thing. So that we got to sit really there neat. and chat with them for a while. It was really neat. So that was that was cool. Uh, you know, the, the event got to extend just a little bit more. Exactly. And I'm going to assume, because they have their names out on the website, that I can mention Sir Alice and... Persephone. Persephone. Fabulous. Yep. Great conversation. Okay. I have a question for you, Dan. Lay it on me. All right. So this was asked of me a couple of weeks ago through a FET mail. Okay. And the question is, can a slave leave a power exchange relationship? And what if they want to leave and the master says no? Well, as illustrated in the guide of actual mastery on page 47, they must then perform the ritual of wanting to go away-ism, where they will dance. <laughs> Actually, no. They fucking leave. If a, All right, so, folks, when a slave, when we use the word slave, we are talking about a consensual power exchange relationship where a person has chosen to cede authority to another person. Now, I don't think that you should walk away from a relationship like that on a whim. I think that we should consider it a significant relationship. But when it comes down to it, if that slave wants to leave, they can leave. And if the master doesn't want them to leave, tough titty, said the kitty. They have every right in the world to walk out that door. Guys, it's, it's a consensual relationship. And as soon as one person stops consenting to it, it's done. Right. I mean, that, that's really, this is the difference between what we do in abuse. Exactly. So, and it's, is it confusing to me? It's kind of confusing and not confusing because if you're not in the power exchange relationship or you haven't actually experienced one before, how it looks from the outside mm -hmm. can be a little different than what the reality is. Okay. Now I'm in a power exchange relationship and I don't want to be able to walk out the door. I want there to be parameters and stuff like this. But also, if, if we end up in something that's not healthy anymore, that is my right in this real world. I have the police on my side. Mm -hmm. They're not going to look at a contract and go, oh, wait, you can't walk out the door. You, you've signed this contract, right? Because they aren't legal. But... One of the things that I do recommend is if you're wanting to leave the relationship, if it's just not working out for you, I'm, I'm not talking about an abusive relationship, but if a, a PE, a power exchange relationship, authority transfer relationship just isn't working out for you anymore, try to do it honorably. Mm -hmm. You know, we have steps in our contract that we're supposed to take, um, but that's just because we all have to live in the same community. If we're going to stay in power exchange, this community is kind of small. So try to do it honorably. 
But if you have to just take off the collar and walk out the door, that's your option as well. Yes, absolutely. Right? So I, w- I would, there's a part of me that's like, no, this is all, I can't walk away. There, You know, that's part of being slavehood and mm-hmm. I've surrendered and stuff like that. And, you know, and all that's great, but... We also have to take care of ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, one of the things that that we've also talked also talked about is if you think about who's got the power in a power exchange relationship, is it the submissive? Is it the master? Right. Well, it's the person that can walk away. In the healthiest relationships, both people can maintain that power. Absolutely, and that is what I told the person. You know, can a slave leave? Absolutely. How do they leave? Depends what they need to do for their health. You can find the question of the day on our Discord where you can discuss this as well. There's a link <laughs> at the eroticawakening.com if you would like to do so. Indeed. So do we have any new tentacles? Oh my gosh, we have new tentacles. Oh and actually, gosh. I like them for once. First <laughs> off, you did post a picture of the painting that someone gave us at nine that we have hanging up in the RV of oh. a tentacle girl indeed and i posted it on instagram too so it is out on instagram it is out on our patron only section of our discord and it's beautiful and colorful and it is the only thing we have hanging up on the wall in here besides our shopping list and calendar because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's not much wall space in right. an RV, well, but we found a place for this. Yes. Other than that, I will say Minotaur's posted a, and I don't know what this is. Look at this. This is kind of neat. Creaturey thing eats a woman, and inside the woman, she gets tentacled. And um, inside the creature, yeah, she gets tentacled. Uh, that was one of the hotter ones isn't that, that I've that seen. Hot? See why yeah. I like this. <laughs> And then Minotaur followed that up with a couple more tentacle pictures. Along uh, the same lines, yes, right? Yes. Wet and goopy and fill the holes. <laughs> Fun. And there you go. Oh, isn't that funny? Normally when I press this button, something happens. Be a part of the Erotic Awakening podcast community. You can support us on Patreon and get early access to the podcast, a free version of the audiobook, Polyamory Toolkit, free e-books, exclusive chats, member-only Discord, access, and other content. Find all the goodies at patreon.com slash eroticawakening today. Help others find us. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Join the conversation with us and other listeners. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for our growing Discord channel. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us on FetLife as Dane and Dawn. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>